Well, welcome to the Prophetic Angle. This is Pastor Rick Bowen. It's been a little while since I made a podcast, but it's not because there hasn't been plenty of things to uh, make a podcast about. It's just because of time and maybe a little bit of uh, procrastination. But here we are today with a podcast about Trump, Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump, and four indictments. So I could have made one about any one of these four indictments, but there have been four indictments so far, so far that according to this one article that I'm glancing at right now, has 91 criminal charges across four jurisdictions. That would be Georgia, Florida, New York, and the District of Corruption. I mean Columbia. And every one of those are corrupt, frankly. So Pastor Rick, what do you think is the prophetic angle about these four indictments. Well, first of all, on on their face, they're all completely ludicrous. This is unprecedented, never been done before. And just think about all the different ways that they have tried to come against Donald Trump even before he was elected president in 2016. And they came down the escalator to announce that he was running for president. There has been uh, the three-letter agencies have been after him. The Justice Department has been after him. Every political foe has been after him. People that used to be his friends uh, as business partners or as celebrities turned on him and have been after him. The Russia hoax uh, situation that has since been proven to be nothing but a hoax. Uh, The Ukraine phone call that has also been proven to be nothing but uh, a false accusation. And then the two impeachments uh, of Donald Trump that were from the House with uh, Nancy Pelosi, you know, the one that rode the broomstick, uh, being the head of each of those particular Efforts And then now, since he has been out of office, and one of those impeachments, by the way, was since he was out of office, now there have been four indictments. And each of the indictments include numerous accusations uh, or charges, uh, some of which seem to be quite repetitive. So as we watch this, we are in incredulity Uh, It's incredulous what is taking place. And to those that, of course, were on Trump's side to begin with, uh, it's very obvious what's taking place. They don't want to run against Donald Trump in uh, 2024. Um, They have tried to cheat in many other ways. We haven't even talked about the election uh, fraud and, and cheating that took place Actually, now for some maybe two decades, but certainly with the 2020 and 2022 elections and with the 2016 election. The problem with the 2016 election is that Trump got so many votes that they didn't cheat enough and they thought they had it in the bag because they had cheated enough. So there's a lot of ways of looking at this, different angles. You know, you can move around just a few degrees and look at it from a different angle and come up with some different um, explanations about what is taking place. But I think we have to conclude 
that there is an all-out war here. All-out war. And a lot, of it, a lot of people call it lawfare, which is using the legal system in an uh, adversarial, get-your-adversary-at-any-cost uh, manner. And that's, of course, my definition off the cuff. So a lot of things I will say will not be legalese, won't be uh, properly termed in the legal arena in their jargon and their vernacular. It'll just be my logical uh, viewing based on a prophetic sense of what has taken place. We've concluded that everything, and many of the things we haven't mentioned yet, I guess I could mention the uh, COVID-19, I could mention the vaccine, I could mention... Many, many, many other things. The LGBTQ vigilant movement to try to change children, even prepubescent children, without their parents' knowledge just because they felt feminine or masculine opposite from their actual gender uh, for a day or because they had some kind of depression or something and some therapist would sign off on it. You see how we can get off into all these different tentacles of what some would say are random coincidental happenings that are happening, you know, simultaneously that are so bizarre and so outside the norm and orthodoxy. But we're focusing on these indictments. So I've always maintained, when I say always, since I started, which was what, I don't know, uh, at least since um, the election went the way it did in 2020, but even before that, I was reading things and a lot of things I was just dismissing because they were so far-fetched, and some things are and some things still are, but other things began to make more sense. And then as I look at it from a prophetic angle, I feel like God has positioned this man uh, on purpose for a purpose. And even what's happening now is on purpose for a purpose. And I think he knows that. Now, I don't know if he is born again Christian. I have my doubts that if he is, that he's very strong in understanding what that means. But there's a lot of people that believe Jesus is the Savior that are rough around the edges and need a lot of discipleship and mentoring when it comes to their spirituality. But I do believe that God has chosen him to expose the corruption and the magnitude of this uh, nefarious operation in the government that we call, we were calling it the swamp, then we call it the deep state. Uh, there's so many terms that kind of uh, overlap those two, but this is an all-out war, and it's good against evil. And Trump is not perfect by any stretch, but he has stood up for the church. He stood up for male and female. He stood up for marriage, even though he's been married three times. He stood up for marriage. You got to let the past be the past. And what are his policies now? So back to the indictments. Um, as I've read, and I'm not an expert, not a lawyer, but I have read all of John Grisham's legal thrillers, so I know a little bit about the legal system. Read some other books that have legal uh, trappings in them. And so I have some understanding of how um, 
the legal system is supposed to work, have some understanding of the Constitution, have a lot of understanding of the Bible, and I have a common sense perspective. So I'm able to see beyond a lot of the things that even the mainstream media is saying. And I think that you have to look at this and kind of talk, turn it around in your hands, so to speak. So look at the different angles. And let's look at the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario uh, would be if he was convicted on everything from all four indictments, but that's not going to happen. Okay, so what is the real worst case scenario? The real worst case scenario is if he were in at least one of these indictments, uh, go, he has to go to court, he's convicted of a number of the charges, because if he was convicted of all the charges that have uh, criminal time, he's facing over 700 years in prison. Now, you know that's not going to happen. First of all, a person doesn't live that long. But you know that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen because whatever uh, conviction takes place, it's going to be appealed. And then it's going to go up to the Supreme Court and they're going to knock it down. Um, there's nothing here that can be proven. Uh, but So I think there's a strong possibility that he will, with all these possible convictions, that there will be some conviction. Um, because in D.C., he's not going to get a fair trial unless that's, there's a change of venue. I don't know about Georgia or Florida. Now, maybe Florida he would. New York, probably not. So you have to say the chances are, if you're just going to flip a coin... 91 times <laughs> that there's going to be some conviction uh, guilty verdicts. Now that sounds really bad. Um, that's the worst case scenario is there are guilty verdicts and he has to be confined for a time or has to be restricted while he's supposed to be um, campaigning because I think the objective in a lot of these cases is we know we're not going to get him on all these charges there's a hope that they'll get him on a few and when I say that like I said he could be convicted at a certain location for some of the charges initially and that could mean a number of things. That could restrict his campaigning liber liberty, liberties and uh, ability. Of course, you know, Joe Biden campaigned from the basement, <laughs> if you want to call that a campaign. And you go to campaigns with people social distancing, have 20 or 30 on sitting on spots they had mapped out for people to sit on with masks on, people in their cars looking out their windows like at the old movie theaters. So, I mean, if Joe Biden could do that and win 81 million votes, now you know he didn't do that, but I'm just saying, I'm being facetious, then why couldn't Donald Trump campaign from wherever he is? Because whatever happens to him, it's only going to incite the public and enlarge his base. Because people see this is not fair. 
It's not right. It's election interference. And so if they can't do it with the ballots, they can't do it with the machines, they can't do it with dead people's votes and illegal votes, uh, illegal meaning those that's crossed the border they just award a ballot to, uh, all kinds of manipulations and fraudulent manners of uh, stacking the vote count. If they can't do it that way, then now they're going to use lawfare and try to make him have to crawl for the next year and a half to, to campaign. If that. But, it, you know, it's all, it, part of it makes me just want to laugh out loud. And then part of it just makes me want to shake my head and go, this is so, so sad and so bad because this is not America. This is not America. And these people that are doing this, they don't love America. They don't. They do not love America. And they certainly hate Donald Trump, and they probably hate you and me. But it's going to be turned around on them. I believe that ultimately truth will prevail and Trump will win the nomination for the Republican candidate unless they have to start a third party. There could be some things that precipitate that, but I'm not altogether certain about that. And um, we're not even talking about who the candidate's going to be for the Democrat nomination, who's going to actually get the nomination, because it's not going to be Joe Biden. So is it going to be Michelle Obama with uh, Gavin Newsom as her vice president or vice versa? Don't know. Don't know yet. But keep those two names in mind. Um, I believe that God wants Trump to have another shot at it. And that all this was purpose, purposeful to reveal the extent of the corruption. We're going to see more. Because there's going to be some situations with Joe Biden, the Biden family, and of course Hunter Biden that are coming out, and I don't want to get into on this particular podcast. So let me see if I can wrap this up, tie up a few loose ends for this particular podcast, and just say that it's going to get messy. I had a uh, vision, and I don't mean an open vision, but of a boil, how a boil is where the white blood cells rush to the point of infection, and there's a rising, a red bump, and then it becomes like a little molehill, and then the white crest where the pus is, and then finally it pops and the pus runs out. If everything is taken care of properly, that the body fights against the infection, and um, the skin goes back to normal, and the healing takes place. But if not, then it spreads, and there's other infected areas, and there's more boils. So... So I see a spreading of the erupted boil in the American public culture, the politic, and I see it spreading. And so for a while, there's a messy, a messiness. The, the pus runs out. There was the fighting against the infection, but enough of the people that had been trusted in government to take care of it did not do their jobs, and so it spreads, it spreads, and spreads, and it's messy. It's going to be messy. Now, there's a lot of ways. It's not going to be pus. That's just a metaphoric uh, illustration of what we're talking about, but it's going to be messy. 
but I believe ultimately it's going to be reversed, cleaned up, and we're going to have a time. I don't know how long it's going to be. I would venture to say four years. Um, I don't know about any longer, but we're going to have a time of reprieve, opportunity for revival. But this nefarious enemy of ours is spiritual. So it's not going away completely until Satan is cast into the bottomless pit. So it would find ways to reemerge after a time. But we need, we need a reprieve. I know there's others that believe that after this is done, that'll be it. You know, it'll be good from there on out. But that's not what the Bible says. So it's really a time to get close to God and, and uh, pray for Donald Trump, pray for America, pray. That, that's, that's the point I want to leave you with. The church, and God knows who is born again, filled with the Spirit, and interceding and supplicating before the throne. He knows who he's called to do so. He knows who's responding. He knows the amount of uh, cooperation that he needs. So it's not a given that what I have described will take place if we fail to do our part. I think that there's going to be sufficient participation and intercession to accomplish the objective I've described. That's what I feel, but it's not going to be without it. So if there's not sufficient supplication, then the trouble that we've seen is just the tip of the iceberg. Okay. Father, in Jesus' name, help us. Help our country. Help our people. Help those listening to this podcast to realize it's time to intercede. It's time to recognize that you have a plan, but you've included us in that plan. And uh, until we have done our part, we don't know fully what's going to happen in the future. We only know a part. And when we get to various junctures, we can look back and say, well, we were included in the effort that God had designed. And we did a good job because God has awarded and rewarded us with this particular outcome. So I pray that our people will intercede and pray in the Holy Ghost often as we watch the unfolding of this great historical end time scenario. In Jesus' name, we take authority over every contrary spirit. We bind them and we render them null and void in Jesus' name. We have victory in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Come back again soon. We're going to try to tie some more things into this. And uh, some things will be repeated because that's the nature of tying things together, overlapping and tying the knots so that you can see how the dots connect and you can see how these seeming random happenings are not random. It's a coordinated effort uh, that's taking place against us and there's a coordinated effort taking place for us. But if God be for us, who can be against us? Have a good day.